takes it out for Ekblad. Back to Hoffman, blocked by Polak and Rice! Another spectacular stop! Broussard tees it up and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, and welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Gil Martin with you. So glad you could join us today, and thank you for being part of the Locked On Islanders family and for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Rough night last night for the New York Islanders. They fall to the Buffalo Sabres 6-3 to in Buffalo, and... Realistically, the Islanders just did not get the job done. Did not play Islanders hockey. We'll have our key takeaways from the game. We'll tell you what went wrong and the the few positive things that came out of this game. But overall, three losses in a row. And, uh, you know, we talked about the Islanders' need to get five or six points on this four-game road trip. They got two So things not looking good in that regard. We'll have our weekly farm report, and we go back to the mid-70s for our Islanders' birthday of the day, a two-way forward who really played a key role in the Islanders' transformation from expansion team to regular playoff contender. See if you can guess who today's Islanders' birthday of the day is. If you've got something Islanders-related on your mind, you have a question, a comment, a topic that you'd like us to talk about, feel free to send us an email. The email address, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we are happy to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You can also follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles. You could follow Gil Martin on Twitter at Ice Wars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. And uh, we are, or I am, live tweeting during every Islanders game. And uh, always a pleasure to uh, interact with fans. I'll give you some instant insight and analysis and just talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. So great to hear from fans during the game and really any time at all. Let's get started. Let's talk about what happened. The Islanders really doing too many of the things they've done poorly most of this season, and it came back to bite them in the rear end in this game against the Buffalo Sabres. You go into this game, look, Buffalo has been struggling as of late. They're not one of the better teams in the league the Islanders knew they needed to come out and be aggressive and and nail down the two points to at least break even on this four-game road trip. And instead, here is a game they never led in. They were behind 1-0, 2-1, 3-2, 4-3, and then the two empty net goals at the end end it. But here's the thing. You look at this game overall, 
And the style of play was dictated for most of this game by the Buffalo Sabres. And the shot totals alone really tell you everything you need to know. Buffalo outshot the Islanders 41-33. to 41 shots on goal by the Buffalo Sabres. 41 shots. That's not New York Islanders hockey. At least it's not the Islanders' method of getting success. You give up six goals in a game, and even if we take away the two empty net goals at the end, so if you say you give up four goals on 39 shots, which is what Sorokin did, you're not winning too many games if you're the New York Islanders when you have trouble putting the puck in the net. And again, overall, this team just did not play sharp, did not play well in their own zone, and struggled to keep up with a Buffalo Sabres team that has been struggling as of late. So, you know, you you, you sort of take it down a notch and struggle in your own end. Couldn't How many times in the first period and really throughout a lot of this game did we see the Islanders struggle to just get the puck out of their own zone? Just clear the zone. I mean, unbelievable. Gave up a shorthanded goal because they were sloppy and careless. Tag Thompson getting the shorty against the Islanders that made it 2-1. to one. If the Islanders score a power play goal there early in the second period, you know, that could have been a turning point. Islanders would take the lead. Buffalo would have said, oh, no, here we go again. No, the opposite happens. The Islanders looked indifferent. They looked careless. They, the, the, the Sabres, realistically, just wanted it more. And that's the thing I have the biggest problem with. You are hanging on to playoff hopes by the skin of your teeth coming into this game. After this game, it's not even that. But you know you need to win this game. And you give up a shorthanded goal because you're kind of indifferent? Really, really not what this team needs to do if they're going to be successful. And then the old bugaboo. 0.6 seconds left in the second period. We're tied. 2-2. Alex Tuck gets a goal. Again, you know, not going to sit there and say Sorokin was to blame for the goal, although, you know, he didn't play very well last night, but he wasn't terrible. But again, how many times have we seen in the last minute of a period, minute, minute and a half, the Islanders... It's almost like the period is 19 minutes long in their minds instead of 20. Giving up that goal, yeah, it was a power play goal, but boy, oh boy, you can't keep giving up goals in the last minute of a period. It's a momentum changer. It's not just, you know, all goals are not created equal, and those last-minute goals in a period really are demoralizing for teams. And to the Islanders' credit, They came back. Kyle Palmieri 
tied it midway through the period, and it looked like we could be heading toward overtime, and at least the Islanders could have gotten a point, and then with two minutes and 55 seconds left, Buffalo scores, the floodgates open, and voila, 4-3, and then the two empty netters make it 6-3. The bright spots, well, there weren't too many of them in this game. Realistically, the biggest one, Kyle Palmieri, two goals that was double his total in the first 29 games he played this year. Uh, We talked just on yesterday's show where what should the Islanders do about Kyle Palmieri because he hasn't been producing. Well, they sat him out. He comes back from paternity leave and from COVID uh, protocols and then being uh, a healthy scratch for a couple of games. He's a new father, comes out, scores two goals. Now he has three on the year in 30 games, which is still on pace for eight for the season if you play all 82 games, but it's better than one. And the Islanders certainly need him to come and, and start producing Barry Trotz put him on the line with Lee and Barzal, so he reunites the top line, and that's definitely a positive. But overall, other than Palmieri and maybe Anders Lee, who who was uh, had a goal and an assist in this game, there really weren't too many positives to take away. The Islanders weren't physical again, and they've been less physical, and you know they they it, it, it's the hits. Being physical, hitting and blocking shots are really, for the most part, a question of effort and desire, and they didn't have that tonight. Even you know you look at the forwards, and you know Matt Martin one hit, Cal Clutterbuck had three. Casey Sezikis, no hits. Bavillier, Bailey, Nelson, Lee, all with no hits. On defense, Dobson and Mayfield not credited with any hits. You can't play that kind of game and and allow more than 40 shots on goal and think, oh yeah, we're going to be fine. You're not going to be fine. You give... NHL players, even, you know, uh, a struggling team like Buffalo, you give them that much room and that much time, and they're going to take advantage of it, and that came back to bite the Islanders in the rear end last night in Buffalo. When we come back, we'll have our weekly farm report. We'll talk about all things Bridgeport Islanders, and we have our Islanders birthday of the day, that and more still to come on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. This is the time of year that I've pretty much given up on all my New Year's resolutions, but not this year. I'm sticking to my resolution to eat right thanks to Built Bar. It almost feels like it's not really a resolution because I actually enjoy eating them. Have you tried the puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're not a protein bar, they're a treat, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors like yummy, cinnamony, churro, 
coconut marshmallow and banana cream pie. Banana cream pie. So good, they're going to be your new favorites. And yes, all Built Bars, including the Puffs, are covered in 100% real chocolate. And look, most Built Bars have just 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, but they pack 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. At Built Bar, they are all about the taste. They make it taste delicious first, then they figure out how to make it healthy, and I don't know how they do it, but they pull it off every time. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCK15, you'll get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. Time now for the weekly farm report as we talk all things Bridgeport Islanders. And Bridgeport, uh, you know, still kind of treading water right now. Uh, Over the weekend, they split their two games. They were in Charlotte against a tough Charlotte Checkers team. Friday night, they win 4-3 on the road in Charlotte. And that was a, a big, big win. Two goals each for Chris Terry and Otto Koivula. They also had an assist. Jeff Kubiak had uh, two helpers. And then Arno Durando uh, gets the game-winning goal. And Corey Schneider, 32 saves in his third consecutive start as the Bridgeport Islanders skate to a 4-3 win over the Checkers. And, And that was a great way to start the weekend off. It was just, you know, typical Bridgeport Islanders hockey in that they did not quit when they fell behind, got a few goals back, and and, and just played solid overall hockey. Now, Saturday, they come with the rematch. They fall 2 to nothing in that game. Uh, again, in Charlotte, not an easy game to win, and both goals coming in the third period for Charlotte. It it was disappointing, to say the least, to see this team fall in that contest after winning. But again, Charlotte, very, very solid. 35-save effort for Ken Appleby, and, you know, you get a power play goal with a little less than three minutes left, and then the last goal which came in the final minute. Appleby was outstanding. And this was, by the way, the first time that Bridgeport had been shut out all season. Spencer Knight, who is a Connecticut native, making 25 saves to earn the shutout for Charlotte. But overall, a strong game for the Islanders, except for the fact, the Bridgeport Islanders now, that they weren't able to put the puck in the net, and that was sort of the the, the disappointing aspect of it. Meanwhile, uh, the Islanders last night, Tuesday, uh, facing the Rochester Americans, and they fall three to two in overtime in that one. Islanders fell behind one nothing, but then Andy Andreoff scores. Uh, then they fall behind two to one, and then early in the third period, Paul Thompson, his fifth, ties the game at two before in overtime, uh, JJ Peter- Paterka 
gets the game winner 3-0-1 into the extra session. So the Islanders get a point but are unable to get the win. Ken Appleby again in goal, 27 saves. Uh, Islanders out shooting the, uh, the opposition, Rochester, by a margin of 34-30, to 30, but not able to get the win, and, and that is certainly uh, frustrating. But you pick up the point, so three games over the last week, and the Islanders go one, one, and one. Chris Terry, 33 points heading into last night's game, leading the team in scoring. He has 14 goals, which also leads the team. Otto Koivula, 22 assists to pace the team. He has 32 points, followed by Arno Durando, Andy Andreoff, Simon Holmstrom, Jeff Kubiak. Uh, those are your leaders. Cole Bardro. Uh, now 14 points in 26 games. Uh, Grant Hutton now leading all defensemen in points. Five goals, 12 points. Mitchell Van de also with 12 points. All of them assists. But overall, those are your leaders right now. As far as goalies are concerned, uh, we haven't seen Skarik, Jakob Skarik, playing recently. Corey Schneider, a 308 goals against average, 5-9 and 2 on the year, a 906 save percentage. Schneider, of course, up as the Islanders' backup goalie last night in Buffalo, mostly because of the COVID situation involving uh, Simeon Varlamov, who remains unavailable. So Skarik was the backup last night for Bridgeport, while Appleby got uh, got the start. So that was the situation there. And the Islanders, again, trying to get back to their winning ways. You know, 1-1-1, one, one, and one. not a bad weekend overall, not a bad week. But if you want to make up ground, you got to do a little bit better than that. This weekend, two games on tap. Uh, at home, Saturday, a 7 o'clock Eastern time start. They will be hosting the Hershey Bears. And then Sunday, the Hartford Wolfpack, the Rangers Farm Club, uh, invade Bridgeport for a 3 o'clock Eastern time Sunday matinee. Next Wednesday, uh, the Springfield Thunderbirds will be the home team. And Bridgeport will travel to Springfield for that matchup. So that'll be the three games in between now and next farm report. Although, actually, if we do the farm report again on Wednesday, we won't know the outcome yet of that next Wednesday night game. So busy week, two games over the weekend, one game midweek coming up for the Bridgeport Islanders. And again, just hoping that they can start climbing the standings as they continue to fight for position in the AHL standings. Islanders, Farm Club, you know, again, better than they were a year ago, but still not quite where we want them to be. And, you know, the goaltending situation with Varlamov out due to COVID is impacting things in Bridgeport. All right. 
when we come back. We'll have our Islanders' birthday of the day and some important final thoughts on where this team stands now as they head home to take on the Boston Bruins Thursday. But uh, a disappointing road trip, to say the least, for the New York Islanders. Thanks again for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Make sure to check out Olympic Hockey Daily. It's presented by Locked On NHL, a bonus podcast covering all the action in Beijing. You can find it on the Locked On NHL podcast feed, and it's free and available wherever you get podcasts. Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at Bet Online. Football may be over for this season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance, props, to where the next fired coach is going to land, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds right to the Olympic coverage and information. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Today's episode is also brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. So why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing only the brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. You could save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30, 50, or even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership. Rock Auto is a family business. They've been serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years, and they have everything you could need. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even a new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution for your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, box so they know we sent you? Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day. We're going back to the early days of the Islanders, and we want to wish a very happy birthday uh, today to (coughs) former Islanders center Andre St. Laurent. He will turn 69 today. St. Laurent drafted in the fourth round by the Islanders back in 1973. And before that season was over, he spent the second half of the year with the Isles, playing in 42 games, 5 goals, 14 points. His best statistical season, 74-75, which was the Islanders' first playoff year. He had 14 goals and 41 points in 78 games, remained with the Isles through the middle of the 77, or the beginning of the 77-78 season, when he was traded to the Detroit Red Wings, then played for the LA Kings, Pittsburgh Penguins, and then a second brief tour with Detroit before ending his uh, pro career. He actually played one game in France in 1989-90. That was his final professional game for his NHL career. 
Saint Laurent, 644 games, 129 goals, 316 points, and 749 penalty minutes. Add 59 playoff games, 8 goals, 20 points in those. And for Saint Laurent, you know, he was the kind of guy, he was a good two-way checking center. He was a perfect third-line kind of guy. He'll get you your 15 goals or so. Uh, and really a good checker. And you had him out there uh, on a line with Gary Howitt and Bob Nystrom, and those guys just checked you to death. And they really were sort of the Islanders' shut-down forward trio in the mid-'70s, and and St. Laurent was a part of the Islanders' transition from expansion team to playoff team to, to actual contender. Uh, We're going to go back and look at one of Andre St. Laurent's better games with the Islanders, January 28th, 1975 at the Nassau Coliseum. The Minnesota North Stars are the visiting team. Pete Lapreste, the goaltender from Minnesota. Billy Smith in between the pipes for the Islanders. And our Islanders' birthday of the day, Andre St. Laurent gets the scoring started his fifth of the year, Lorne Henning and Ed Westfall with the helpers at 7.57, Isles up 1-0. Then J.P. Parise, Zach's dad, his 12th from Westfall, uh, and Ralph Stewart at 11.44, Isles quickly up 2-0 after one period. In the second period, Dennis Potvan got his 17th of the year, Gary Howitt the assist at 6.50, Isles up 3-0, but then former Islander Doug Rombaugh, Got Minnesota on the board, an unassisted goal, his eighth at 13.06. 3-1 Isles after 40 minutes. In the third, Bobby Nystrom as the banana line, as it was known, strikes. Nystrom, his 17th of the year, assists to our Islanders' birthday today, Andre St. Laurent and Gary Howitt at 5.59. That makes it 4-1 Isles. Doug Hicks makes it 4-2 as he scores for Minnesota, again unassisted at 6.27. But then the Islanders put it away. Andre St. Laurent, his sixth of the year, second of the game. Nystrom and Howitt with the assists at 9.42. And then with Dennis Potvan in the box for tripping, Lorne Henning with a shorthanded goal, Ed Westfall and Burt Marshall with the helpers for Henning, his first of the year at 13.14. Islanders skate away with a 6-2 win over the North Stars and for Andre St. Laurent, Two goals, three points, a plus two. He had five shots on goal in this one, and the Islanders get the win. Billy Smith only had to make 18 saves as the Islanders outshot the North Stars 40-20 to in this one. So Andre St. Laurent, uh, a great two-way center for the Islanders in the mid-70s to late-70s. Underappreciated, probably, if you don't, you know, don't remember that era. You may not remember Andre St. Laurent, but he was a, a solid player and, and well worth remembering. He is our Islanders' birthday of the day. Islanders return to action Thursday, tomorrow, against the Boston Bruins. And I'll tell you, this team really needs to get it done because... Right now, they just don't seem to have the horses. They are just not playing good hockey. And this season is rapidly slipping away. 
We'll be back tomorrow to preview the game against Boston and hopefully to uh, talk a little bit more about some of the things this team can do to to get back on track because they're just not playing Islanders hockey. Want to thank you once again for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On Bets. It's your one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets is hosted by your boy Q with expert insight and analysis by Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. And of course, let's go Islanders.